Good evening. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 138. Look at you acting like we're highbrow. (laughs) (laughs) We are 138. This is your 138. We're doing the ASMR version of the Give Me Five podcast. I'm done. Bye. We talk about things like pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, video games, you know, whatever the hell we want to talk about. And tonight, there may be a Kerwindigo sighting. Maybe. Hush. As always, my name is Hardbody McCormick, and I'm joined by Rooster Jizzbottom. You're going to want that one, because I saw what the last one is. You're definitely, that's you, Jimmy. You definitely want that one. Hi, thank you. Awesome. Appreciate that. Hello. We are and a man who once fought a hobo because he quote unquote finished too quickly. Hey, look. I want I paid three dollars for that. I want to get the most for my money. Oh, this week we're gonna talk about the Blumhouse movie Sweetheart, as well as the 1980 monster movie Alligator. Alligator. Finally saw it. Finally saw it. I've read yep. like three books about it recently. Finally saw it. <laughs> You've read three books about a made-for-TV movie that came out in 1980. It, it did just happen. It was dude. released in the theaters. Oh, it, was it? It had it a very uh, televi- television introduction. I'm sorry. Well, that changes everything. That's right. I it had just, to search just a little bit to find the budgetary information, but I found some. Mm-hmm. Because this is a review show and there will probably be spoilers. We will try to avoid any major twists. So, uh, for example, Sweetheart. Um, definitely. Yes, but dear. a movie. Oh. Yes. Uh, a movie that is. Uh, it came out in 1980. Um, you've been warned. And what's funny about it's the movie Alligator. on YouTube. Is all of yeah. you. Everyone knows the story of the movie Alligator, even if they didn't. No, it was actually from a movie, which we will because talk about. It's I'm almost sure. shot for shot from another movie. <laughs> well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like the idea of alligators in the sewer. Everyone, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, let's talk about some news here, gentlefolk. I think there's a little bit, and I do believe our podcast has struck again twice. Twice this week. But let's let's talk about the the first of all the non actual death one. Oh God! Well, I mean, it's kind of a death. I mean, I I think I feel personally responsible. So just last week, just if you listened, week. <laughs> just la- if you listened to one thirty seven, we've talked about the segue. Rob made a segue joke, even. And then I believe he followed up with, are those things even exist? At which point I went on a deep dive on their website to see what the Segway website was offering. The vehicle of the future and both Jimmy and Rob were like, yeah, it's dead. And I was like, no, it isn't. There was a situation. There was a pause. The show went off the rails. And then just 
yesterday they announced the Segway is officially dead. I killed it. The company has been sold <laughs> to a to a Chinese company. <laughs> so the Segways will will be not as produced as well as they were. They will probably be made of like lead and, and COVID nineteen. Yeah, be toxic to touch and whatnot. Um, and burst into flames like the the little what are those little hoverboard things. But uh, yeah, the Segway was supposed to be the wave of the future. And then it wasn't because they announced it as being the wave of the future. Then they're like, look, it's this goofy scooter that only tourists use when they're going around like historical areas. But rest in peace. And they get pointed and laughed at. Yeah. Or mall security guards. Yeah. Mall security guards who also get pointed at laughed at. Paul Bart. So that was one. The other one, this was not necessarily on the podcast, but it was sort of related (laughs) Um, we talked about his work recently. We talked about his work uh, fairly recently, like back in March. But the other day, I was I was actually talking with um, a listener of the podcast, and we we were listening You've just to. Been I have been injured. There's a small human behind me. Hello, buddy. Hello. Okay, recording. So anyway, we uh, I was talking. There's a child now in the room. Sorry, listeners. Hello. Okay, boy, go. They, they know you're here. Okay, go away. Love you. Sleep well. <laughs> anyway, on that note, they uh, we were listening to some music out on Father's Day, out at the pool, and I put on the 80s channel, and the uh, and St. Elmo's Fire came on. We were talking about... Um, we're talking about various 80s movies. We, of course, talked about The Breakfast Club, or uh, sorry, St. Elmo's Fire, rather. And um, then Joel Schumacher came up, and we were talking about how Joel Schumacher you know, ruined Batman because of uh, Bat Nipples. Totally. Yeah. And Batman and Robin. I actually like Batman Forever. Um, that was largely because of Jim Carrey chewing up scenery. Yeah. <laughs> well, Batman Forever, it compared, I mean, wasn't, wasn't, nearly as bad as that abomination Batman and Robin that in my opinion that's still one of the worst movies ever made yeah it pretty much was it it actually like it didn't ruin careers necessarily but it definitely did not help uh Schwarzenegger it didn't help Chris O'Donnell it didn't help Schwarzenegger didn't need help yeah Chris O'Donnell where'd that guy go he's now I he actually was on uh the spinoff of Grey's Anatomy I believe and that that it definitely and Silverstone. the franchise for a while, though. It did. So it was just not good. It was not. It was tone. I, w- I want to say tone deaf. It was tone deaf to what the fans of that franchise want. Um, but anyway, the reason why we're talking about him is we I was talking about him the other day, and he apparently died. Um, at, he was 80 years old, so he did live a nice, long life. But um, I was give and take on some of his work. Um, I like some of his 80s stuff, but like some of the stuff... Um, I mean, obviously Lost Boys, which we talk about a lot. Yeah, like like that. Probably the best vampire movie ever made. Um, but like when he got tried to get edgy in the '90s because like Fight Club changed the way movies were seen in Seven. Like he did that 88 millimeter or eight millimeter movie, the the snuff film movie. Yeah, like um, Nick Cage. uh, Nick Cage, yeah. But he directed that, and it was like. It tried to be edgy, but it wasn't edgy. Like you could tell that it was directed by someone that was like a mainstream director because you never felt skeeved out by it. Whereas like when you saw something like Seven, you kind of felt like dirty after you left the theater. But 
Um, he was he was groundbreaking, and he uh, yeah he uh, passed away. So rest in peace, and uh, yeah, condolences to his friends and family who are definitely not listening to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, apologize deeply for talking about you. Um, so on that note, I think we should talk about politics more. <laughs> Hell no. If we no, he, I, I believe Jimmy is trying to trying to off people with our words. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I might be okay with that. <laughs> uh, no, but, will, we to, but we have to casually say, like it can't be our main topic. It has to be like hey, something casual. So and so, huh? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, You're yeah, doing you know. some things, and you know, so, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's <laughs> like the kiss of death, right there. Yeah, pretty much. Bummer. Um, absolutely, and and fuck cancer. Yes, um, a thousand million times over. Got a little news myself, you guys. An album that I was not a fan of when it came out. I can remember exactly where I was when it came out. Turned 20 years old today. Not today. Recently. Is it Vanilla Ice? No. That's way way more recent than that. Older. Uh, More recent than that, though. Still. (laughs) I'm trying to guess what it was. 20 years ago. That was 2000, 2001. Come on. Okay. What big album came out in 2000? Uh, that was when the Backstreet Boys and stuff were big, but I'm not sure. What was it? It was totally the Backstreet Boys. It was, drumroll please. Thank no, you. Uh, White Pony by the Deftones. Oh, I would, I yes. Would okay. oh. Yeah, 20 years old, Rob. I am absolutely 1,000% sure you have heard uh, tracks from this album. Um. It, this it, album, the the as I've said uh, many times, this album is the the album version of a heroin overdose. Like it sounds like a heroin overdose, but it's good. <laughs> it, it's an absolutely it's a good heroin overdose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an absolutely incredible album. A hard rock band that really grew up with this Ooh. album, and uh, it turned twenty years old. I was in Mr. Wong's graphic design class in high school, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. The the title, the main track change in the house of flies. I hated it, but it has grown on me. And every time I hear it now, my, I get goose flesh. I'm getting goose flesh talking about it right now. Um, got some other really cool news. Rob, do you have someone you like to go ahead? Um, well, there was a new video game trailer. Is that what you were referring to? Oh no, just in general. Oh, I, I thought you were cueing me. Um, no, yet, uh, oh, but I did watch what you were talking about. There, there was a new trailer dropped for a game coming out called Star Wars Squadrons. Now, I'm not quite that familiar. I, I think Greg is a little bit more familiar with um, the supposed gameplay. But one of the big announcements for Star Wars Squadrons was that, one, the game, thank you, Jesus, will be finished when they released it. When they uh, released However, it. Jesus will not be a playable character so far. You That'll have to, be a DLC. Yeah, yeah. You have to download Jesus. Y'all but, need to download Jesus. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. You can talk about him because he's already dead. <laughs> Y'all need to download Jesus. <laughs> wow. But the game will be 100% finished at release, which is a refreshing change from a lot of games nowadays. 
Um, but there will also be no loot boxes slash microtransactions in the game. Yay. Yeah, you, you can God. you can earn things for the game by playing. It looks at least the earnings part, not the gameplay. So it is a a flying attack game. It looks sort of like uh, what, uh, what was that big flying game on the PCs back in the day? Uh, Space Commander, Star Commander, Command, Wing uh, Commander, Wing, wing Commander, commander. Yeah, Wing so Commander. Um, looks like that, but way more fast paced. Ace Combat. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure there will be a third person view. And it's um, completely compatible, or it's supposed to be completely compatible with VR, which I'm actually really interested to see how that's going to look and how that's going to function. Yeah. So it's got, uh, it's that, you know, you're basically be the uh, rebels or the empire. You fight other ships, you fight giant uh, capital ships, you fight star destroyers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it is due out on October 2nd of 2020. Oh, so shit. What? Well, the the only problem with that is going to be, one, whether or not it's compatible with the PS5, which is due out holiday mm-hmm. of 2020, and two, whether or not the VR system is going to be compatible with the PlayStation 5. Because was, I don't know that I want to make the investment in a VR system if I'm just going to get a PS5 coming up when it comes out. Yeah, because it says it's available. It's going to be Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. But I thought the PlayStation 5 is going to play PlayStation 4 games. If right, I remember. but that doesn't mean that the peripherals are going to function on it as well, like yeah. the controllers, the headsets, the uh, VR, gotcha. all of that stuff. Because I don't have the VR system yet. So mm-hmm. if if I'm going to get a VR system, I'm going to get it for the PS5. I'm not going to I'm not going to invest in the VR system for the PS4 if it yeah. if it doesn't function with the PS5. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. They'll have to fucking drag us kicking and screaming out of arcade monsters. <laughs> uh, sir, you've been on this for 10 hours. <laughs> Don't care. I, I kill. just need to get to a safe point. Just you shut up. Oh, my life. <laughs> Don't you judge me with your judgy eyes. That has killed 10 TIE fighters in a row. Son of a bitch. Very exciting. I uh, enjoyed Rogue Squadron. Oh, I love Um, that game. And uh, I've not played a game like that in a very long time. So shit, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I'm not usually big on flight simulators, but this one looks really pretty. Oh, yeah, it does. And it's I really want to check it out. It's it's. I think in looking at the gameplay, it's not even as pretty as it's going to be. Um, that maybe alpha footage that they showed uh, mm-hmm. was very, very, very clean. Mm-hmm. And once they get in there and dirty it up and add rust and all that kind of shit, it's just going to even look even better. Yeah, depth of field. Mm-hmm. Depth of field, motion blur. Just get out, dude. It's like when we went to, um, uh, what is it? The Void. Yeah, mm. Disney Springs. Gosh. I didn't want to take my headset off. I, I, wanted, I wanted to, to go through sit, it again. Yeah. I wanted to sit down. I'm so like, mad that I didn't go through it again, at least before March. Yeah, when we got outside and the, the heat hit you, um, that is uh, absolutely uh, somewhere I'd like to be. <gasps> Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, we There's have got the Kerwindigo has joined welcome. us this evening. Well, Kerwin, we uh, welcome, first of all, uh, I mistakenly thought that we already did our news portion. Jimmy angrily told me that I was wrong. Very angrily, and he's sitting there with a scowl on his face like, how dare you, you piece of crap. He said, he said naughty words. He did. Naughty words. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I should probably keep this to myself now, but uh, I guess I'll go ahead and, and announce it. We have a um, we have a title for the Velocipaster sequel. Ooh, Ooh. do tell. I w- yes, I was wrong. You sure were. Ooh. That's some crazy lightning. Uh, that's not the name of it. Sorry, that was a, a little intense. <laughs> There's the thunder, and there goes my dog. Um, oh, it just got to me. Yep. Well, we live approximately one like f- five seconds away from each other, thunder wise. All right, there we go. Hopefully, it fucks off really soon. Uh, the Blossom Master is getting a spiritual sequel. Uh, the upcoming vampire movie Outback Dracula. Ooh. <laughs> wow. There will be at least one vampire kill involving a boomerang. If there wasn't uh, enough promise in the title alone, the movie is going to quote shift to the madness of 1880s Australia, where a psychic lesbian school teacher teams up with the world's greatest adventurer <laughs> to find her missing girlfriend and defeat Dracula and his golden army of the undead. <laughs> yes, oh, ladies and gentlemen. God, this is going to be glorious. And I said it's going to be filmed in the director's backyard again. <laughs> no, actually. Uh, they got a it's, budget. Going, it's going to have a significantly higher budget. Holy shit. Uh, that might uh, ruin the, the mystique, though. Oh, well, when you've got an Australian LGBTQ vampire movie, how could you go wrong? Uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully, we'll get a release date soon. We will um, keep an eye on that. Now, uh, the uh, line about teaming up with the world's greatest adventurer um, – and seeing our hero from Lost Pastor go off on his own adventures, I'm wondering if that will be him. Oh. Please excuse. Yeah, I was hoping wears that dress. Yeah, the whole exactly. Time. Looked like the singer of Dog Fashion Disco when he was wearing that dress. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Wow. Looking forward to that. Well, as we are in the middle of a thunderstorm a very ferocious thunderstorm. It is very clear that we are recording in Florida. Yes. It is. We and are moving from one batshit talk, batshit topic to another. God, I stumbled through that so terribly. <laughs> uh, I killed that segue too. Hey, <laughs> wow. Nice. I was going to, <laughs> oh. I was going to have Jimmy edit that part out, but I just am changing it to say never mind. <laughs> oh, that's right, guys. It is time for WTF. Welcome to Florida. What the fuck? Yes. And today we have a lovely story. The uh, the headline. Uh, this this refers to a. Uh, God, what is this guy's name again? They just keep calling him Pickett, Mr. Pickett. Oh, LaHorace Pickett Jr. So the headline of the story is Naked Florida Man Accused of Bizarre Crime Spree That Included Trying to Kiss Elderly Woman. Suspect racked up 19 charges in less than an hour. 
19. Ooh. <laughs> he went Ooh. on a crime spree, starting with him exposing himself at a flea market, then stripping naked, stealing a One, car, two. committing various other criminal Three. acts before he was arrested less than an hour later, according to Escambia County Sheriff's. Let's see if I can find the little thing where it just details. Um, okay, so here you go. Uh, he jumped on a coin machine while kicking and punching it, then went to the ground where he exposed himself and started screaming, call the cops, the dead are rising. From there, he jumped on a... Wait, 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 hold on. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy, Kerwin, you guys probably, you're more of the survivalists. Uh, If the dead were in fact rising, is being naked on the ground a good way to stop that from happening? Yes. No. No, that's what I'm going to do. that's what you. That's good because me, me, Rob, and Kerwin can run away. I mean, that's where I am most of the time. I <laughs> Jimmy's naked ass being by one is cardio, bitches. Mm-hmm. I'm fucked. <laughs> the dead will see extra appendages flailing that's on right. Jimmy and be drawn to that that's motion. Yeah, we'll be able to run Nothing away. Nothing new there. So from there, he jumped on a customer's shoulders, attacked a worker who was behind the counter, grabbing her, then punching her when she pushed him away. Mm. The deputies chased him out of the diner. Apparently, this was a diner. And he went into the parking lot, stripped naked, and stole someone's Chevrolet Sonic. That would be a great commercial. Chevrolet Sonic. I don't know, but that would be a great commercial for one. Even naked, crazy people want one. (laughs) Only naked, crazy people want a Chevrolet Sonic. And and then there's there's some questions later on in the story because here, along with his clothes, Pickett left behind a bag containing a pistol. And at about eleven thirty-five, the call came in, and an elderly woman who lives a few blocks blocks away said Pickett approached her in the stolen car, grabbed her hair, and tried to kiss her. Then picked up a piece of concrete and threatened to kill her. Well, make up your mind, sir. Then, then he tried to break into an RV on, on the a... property and ended up throwing a brick during a confrontation with the man who lived inside the RV, and he injured the victim there. There was a man living yeah, well, inside pro- the RV? Well, no, it was, it was probably a, uh, an RV park or something like that. Um, okay. When police got there, he tried to run, but was, fa- <laughs> but was found in the bed of a truck. So I guess he tried to hide or something. And apparently he got into the RV because the backpack he left in the RV during the incident there contained a throwing star, handgun ammunition, um, a throwing gar- a throwing star, handgun ammunition, and a bag of synthetic marijuana. There's your problem right there. Yep. I knew that Obviously was Obviously the throwing star. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the resident said he ripped a mailbox from the ground, broke into a home, <laughs> broke a TV, and he was wearing a green house coat at that time. <laughs> Who the fuck did he get the green house coat? The RV? What the hell is going on here? What's a house coat? I'm assuming a robe. Yeah. <laughs> and during like that incident, coat. he yelled an expletive, come on out, I know you are in there. Was it the dead? And, uh, I guess. So... A rundown Mm. on the charges. Mr. Pickett was arrested on 19 charges, two counts of criminal mischief with property damage, burglary, driving with a suspended or revoked license, aggravated assault, aggravated battery, battery on a person 65 years of age or older, using or displaying a weapon during the commission of a felony, possession of a weapon or ammo by a convicted felon, burglary with assault or battery, resisting an officer without violence, possessing a synthetic 
a, a synthetic cannabinoid, possession of drug equipment, engaging in criminal uh, criminal criminal offense with a weapon, possession of a concealed weapon by a convicted felon. Where the hell was he concealing it? He was butt ass naked. Ex- was He's it was in his prison pocket, wasn't it? It was a very small weapon. Possession of a concealed weapon by a convicted felon, exposure of sexual organs, grand theft motor vehicle, and as the capping charge, disturbing the peace. Well, uh, man, it's too bad they didn't throw like jaywalking in there, too. That would have been great. (laughs) Might might as well book this guy for being a creep. You you just went for it. Good for you. You might be the Florida man of the year. No, 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 no. Florida man of the year was the first guy of the year. The 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 naked meth head who bit the canine dog, fought the police officer, spit on him. I was like, what the? <laughs> punched was, a camel in the scrotum. Yeah, that or was something? that was the freaking crazy man trifecta. That was yeah. Have have has no one listened to a radio, seen a TV report, or are they just curious and want to try it themselves? Because that stuff, yeah, just uh, never good. Especially when you could pretty much get legal non-synthetic marijuana right now, um, at, at very least from my neighbor. But I mean, based on the smells that oh, appear in my neighbor, yeah. Whatever. Okay, let's move Any on. Cops are listening. <laughs> I'm behind Greg's house. It's on his property. No, next door. It's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure it's for her glaucoma, <laughs> and yours. Yeah, and mine. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to our first topic of the day. That is this movie, Sweetheart, which I know nothing about. Oh, you didn't get to watch? So, it? No, I didn't think I was going to be on this episode, oh. but I had to be on the episode because Kerwin's going to be on the episode, and then there was like a there was a thing, and just we'll, we'll talk later. Tell me about this movie. Make <laughs> make me want to see it, or make me not want to see it. Jimmy, do you want to do you want to lead this one, or Kerwin? Kerwin, do you want to lead this one? Uh, sure. Um, since I'm the one who suggested it originally, I suppose. Um, so this one I like randomly came across on Netflix, just uh, you know scrolling through and like adding things to the list, and then that one just caught my attention, and it was just it's just a fantastic movie overall. So about a woman fighting for survival on a deserted island. Mm-hmm. So the beginning is just fighting for survival. And then in the first, like, how was it, 20, 30 minutes, it turns into fighting for survival against a creature. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the first movies I've seen where I didn't have to yell at the main character for doing stupid things. And yet you hang out with Jimmy and listen to me and Rob. <laughs> Do you, do you yeah, like yelling exactly. at people for doing stupid things? Because well, I don't follow my own advice, you know. Okay, yeah. Well, this, yes. this movie, um, Kerwin, Kerwin told me about um, some time ago, and I'd watched it, and I watched it again today. I swear I'd taken notes before, but this time I did. It was released on January 28th, 2019, so a little bit old. Uh, From, oh, on my birthday. On, uh, it was just put out on Netflix this year, right? Yes. It, uh, it's currently available on Netflix, directed by J.D. Dillard, mm-hmm. starring Kiersey Clemens, Andrew Coffer, 
Crawford, Crawford, Emery Cohen, and Hannah Mangan Lawrence. Um, Emery Cohen, if you remember, played Fart Vickerness in uh, Lords of Chaos, the movie Uh about the rise and fall of the Norwegian black metal scene. Hmm. So, Kerwin, he was also in another Netflix show, The OA. Ah, which I have not seen. Um, Plays a very, very unlikable gentleman in this. Was he very (laughs) unlikable in The OA? Well, no, actually, it was it was a change from that character. He he was initially unlikable, but he did make a decision in the end that kind of redeemed him. But he. Kind of yeah, paid, he's but. still yeah, he's still kind of shitty. Um, but hey, uh, he made up for that in spades. So, what drew? Did you just randomly click on this, Kerwin, or did you watch the trailer? I was scrolling through. I don't know horror movies or, or you know titles like this one that you were looking at. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just uh, was scrolling and tapping and looking and reading and watching trailers and. And that one just uh, caught my attention at that particular moment in time. So, I I will have to say, based on initial impressions, that this is definitely a gem. Um, as we've we've alluded to, uh, the main character Jen. There are three people. Okay, there are four people who talk in this movie. Yeah, there are one three of them not people. Very long. Yeah, there are three yeah, one, people. One doesn't make it past the first five minutes. Yeah, there are three people <laughs> who are in it for longer than five minutes, um, which I think really let this movie kind of breathe a little bit. Let the production value be uh, maybe look better for, for only having to pay like three people. I don't know how that works, but yeah, it I, is. I yeah. did see. I did see that the script itself was an unusually short, like, 65 pages or something like that, just because yeah. of the lack of dialogue. There's there's yeah. not a the, ton the of The script was mostly just uh, descriptions of what's going on. Right. Yeah. And and that that honestly is where I drew one of the comparisons, because because to me, this this movie was, was basically a cross between, like, Castaway with Tom Hanks and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I say uh, Castaway, Lord of the Flies, and Predator for reasons okay. we I, will I can do. Predator, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll explain why I I I drew that comparison. But Jen, our main character, is washed ashore a small tropical island, and it doesn't take her long to realize she's completely alone. Mm-hmm. She must spend her days not only surviving the elements, but also fend off the malevolent force that comes out each night. So after the movie was over, I still didn't even I still didn't even get this part. I was doing a little bit of research for it. And when I initially saw this movie, I got the impression that the movie took place over a much longer period of time than what it actually did. Yeah, it's only like seven days. Yeah, the movie takes place over like seven seven days, and I'm like, man, she really adapted to that whole survival thing really quick for a city chick. I'm like, what? I mean, you know, in seven days, I'm probably still trying to figure out how to make a fire. I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, she did find matches. Yeah, and well, but, you know, and she's she's making fires, and she's like building shelters and and digging traps and well, and very primitive. making hammocks and shit. I'm like, what the. 
Kerwin, we don't let Rob play with matches. We just try not to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, just, I think, uh, you know, I, I really think she did um, what one would do mm-hmm. out of out of survival instinct. I think we all know that you should seek shelter, find food, um, and hydrate. Yeah. Well, looking well, at it from from someone who who loves the outdoors and likes the survival stuff, you know, I'm watching it going, oh man, you should try this. Or you should be doing like that, like because I have more in depth knowledge. But then you think, like like you said, she's like a city girl, like coming out there, and I think she adapted really well. Considering that, she probably saw a lot of movies, TV shows. Just you think of the average person who doesn't know much about outdoors, and they find some stuff they can. They can bring stuff together if they're intelligent enough to adapt to that situation. She got she got really good really fast at that whole spear fishing thing. And I'm like, I mean, she didn't even try it without the bait. I mean, she's like, oh, yeah, I need to make bait. Of course I need to make bait. So she's like pulling all these little minnows and mashing them up and then chum in the water. And I'm like, OK. And that's kind of what made me think that it was longer than what it was, because, I mean, she's like using these techniques. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't have fucking thought of that <laughs> well you know if they, I, I feel like if they put something like that in there it would have uh, made the movie two hours long right well and and the thing is is because it one of the things that i wrote in my notes is that i'm kind of torn on this because for a seven day stretch a seven day stretch in a monster movie is an eternity i mean that's forever yeah. because you're I mean monster movies are so high intensity just in your face oh my god what's what's going on what's going on what's going on but it's also a castaway movie which is generally you know I mean the the stranded movies they're I mean you know you've got lost which was like 27 seasons you've got castaway that was like 37 hours long <laughs> um so it's it's hard because you know you're 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 trying to balance that whole monster movie mentality with the whole stranded on the desert island mentality and the survival mentality that takes a little bit of time to set up. So, I mean, I thought they balanced it really well because honestly, like I said, at the end of the movie, I didn't even realize that this was over a seven day stretch. I honestly thought it was longer than that and that she was dealing with this for much longer than what she actually was. No, I I agree. I think they uh, did a good job of balancing that because say like the first night she didn't have a shelter. She like laid there with a towel over her. Which is like the worst, the mm-hmm. worst thing you could do. I'm, I was sitting there going like, "Oh my god, there's so many other things you'd be doing right now." You know, even with that towel, you could soak it up with water and wrinkle it out in in the the uh, the cooler and get some more drinking water. I mean, there's just you know, a towel is the worst thing you could use as like shelter because they're all made of cotton, and cotton is a killer in the wilderness. They they just soak up moisture, they don't dry out, and they do not retain heat. They're awful. So I'm just like. You know, so I thought right. they did a good balance with that as well. Like she was trying something the first night, didn't try a whole lot. And every day she got a little bit better. And, and but, you know, she was always doing something rather than just waiting for something to happen, you know. And that's what I liked about it mm-hmm. is that she was always trying something. So I was uh, the other thing that I was torn about on this movie I and it's so weird because I liked it and I didn't like it. The when they finally revealed the monster, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh, but I'm kind of disappointed. Because I liked the look of the monster, 
but I was really kind of disappointed at how humanoid it was in design. I, I thought they could have gone a little bit more, more sea creature, you know, a little bit, yeah, a little bit more aquatic with it possibly yeah. or something. But you know, it was with all the noises and stuff it was making. I was like, oh yeah, you know, this is this will be cool. And you know, it ultimately it was it was just a tall dude, and you know, he had like a weird face. And I mean, like I said, I liked the I liked the look, but I was kind of looking for more. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. I mean. I thought it was very, yeah, very Abe Sapien, mm-hmm. very creature from the Black Lagoon, but also um, probably on purpose as a, as a nod to its predecessors. You know, I thought the, the reveal, uh, like we've talked about, I mean, basically she's trying different things. She's trying to survive. She's, uh, uh, you know, before we, we get to the reveal, she's, uh, she's discovered uh, the remains of a previous uh, encampment uh, before we even see the monster, she discovers graves as well. Um, so somebody had been there before mm-hmm. and you were, you were talking about how you would have, how over seven days with a monster um, is, is quite a long time. Maybe the monster would have just popped up the first night and ate her. But I thought, they did a great job of showing that the monster was playing with its food. And I think they, they even alluded to that by revealing the different graves because the person who was there previously, um, Mm -hmm. obviously had to bury these people. Um, probably not all at the same time. Um, Right. But at that, at that point you, well, no, because I think the first indication that there was a monster was when she walked around the island and found that the body had been dug up. Her friend had been dug up and eviscerated. There was a shark. First. Yeah, the shark that had like the claw marks. On I think it was the first like slight hint, and then she found the the empty grave, which was the the big indication. Right. Yeah. So that's when she yeah. knew there was something on the island, mm-hmm. and that was before she found the campsite, I believe. Yep. So after uh, Brad's died, uh, one of the the things that I, I really found just a small detail about this, and I believe I said it before, we may have talked about this very briefly, was the fact that as she was dragging her dead friend to his grave, he was stiff as a board. Um, I, I, I would expect that, and I, I think that's a small detail that a lot of movies would overlook. It's just kind of flopping around like he's yeah. still, you know, not mm-hmm. taken by uh, rigor mortis. Um, did you guys notice that? How how'd you feel? I about- didn't notice that. There was also, it wasn't just that. It was also when she walked up to him a little while later and she, he started to smell already. Yeah. You know, and had the crab walking on him and she like reacted to the smell. Mm-hmm. So that's a, you know. I agree. That goes along with the detail of the, the rigor mortis smell, you know, after uh, an approximate amount of time, but the appropriate amount of time. Yeah, I, I lost I lost track of time because I, I one I didn't notice that stuff because I it well. But then again, I also thought the movie took place over a longer period of time than what it actually did, because I was like, well, you know, because I mean, he wouldn't start smelling right away. Um, I mean, maybe bacon in the sun like that would speed it up, but. You know, I mean, I, I don't know that he would start smelling like that that day. Mm. Bacon in the sun. Mm-hmm. Like a raisin in the sun. 
Um, there was one other question I had with this movie, though, and and it may be that I just misinterpreted it or I didn't see it right, but I could have sworn that there were two of them. Two monsters? And that's, yeah, and that because the scene where she hung up the the half of the the half a guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the monster came and took the half a guy, and started to walk away with it, and she went to climb out of the hole, and then the monster stepped down in front of her, and I was like, oh my god, there's two of them. Ever watched you know what Friday I'm saying? Thirteenth. Yeah, that was a that was a quick cut, so I could see that, but it could be. You know, because in, I thought she saw the monster walking away in the distance. I thought, well, that's I the thought thing. There was still a the monster, monster like went into the water. Well, he's twice as fast in the water. You know, you see that like she right, says it out. From but, the land so he like walks into the water and then she loses sight of him. And then all of a sudden it's back out there. So it's conceivable. That he swam around, hopped out. I did. I, I would disagree on that because she was facing the water and the monster came from the land side. So the monster came from behind her because she was facing the water and stepped in front of her. So he would have had to have swim all the way around the island, come up over the island, and then run across the island. And I'm like... Well, he wouldn't have to go that far. He would just have to swim past her and go around her. You don't have to go the, around the entire island. You just have to go around that, her peripheral. But that would also indicate that it knew that exactly where she was. No, not necessarily. I, I don't think I I didn't get any implication that there were two monsters. Um, if there were, it may have been an idea that they had at some point, but it's monster movie logic, man. You know? Yeah, I mean, same you, thing you when he around. was rolling the tree around. Like, he suspected yeah. something was there, but nothing happened. So he's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I'll give up. You turn around, Jason Voorhees isn't there. You turn back, he's there. There aren't two Jason Voorhees. So uh, that's that's not something I, I really focused on. Um, I I thought that so, you know, the reveal um, when a, a plane does fly, eventually fly. Don't worry, Greg, we won't spoil too much. <laughs> and not if we we haven't already, but uh, Greg taking off his headphones. <laughs> and he smacked himself in the face. It's actually, it's actually kind of tough to talk about this without spoiling too much because like some of the best parts are the reveals. The the reveal right. was fantastic. So Greg player. has his headphones off. So let's talk about the reveal real quick. Um, our heroine, she, um, she, I mean, don't put your headphones back on. Uh, um, uh, she, a flame, a flame, a plane flies overhead. She grabs the flare, which, and shoots it up into the sky, which I, completely thought the flare was going to strike the plane. Did you guys feel that? <laughs> no. no. I was like, here's where I hate this movie. Because the plane was too far away. I know, but I was like, oh, great, here we go. The plane's going to just though, like, explode. Bounces off the tail. <laughs> it would have been funny, but it would have been stupid. Yeah, it would. And then as the flare is falling too into the water, um, you see the outline of the monster. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and and that was a great scene, too, because right after she sees him, then she, like, freaks out, starts running. That music jumps in. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I got excited yep. at that point. 
Like something's going to happen. Like, Where's John Carpenter? <laughs> because it was that fucking John yeah, Carpenter's was, signature, man. Person, the yes. guy invented that shit. And it was just so like such a throwback to to those early horror movies of the the 80s, you know, having that influence on there. It's absolutely undeniable. You know what? I'm not going to talk about John Carpenter anymore, <laughs> actually. Um given our, our recent history. Um, <laughs> but this, this in the point in the movie, it was like, man, that better not be all they show of the monster because it could have gone either way. Yeah. They could have never showed it again, you know, based on budget. It was like somebody just holds up a cardboard cutout and brings it back down. Um, but we saw a lot of the monster. In this, I, and I was very, very pleased. Just enough. Yeah, we saw how the creature worked, where it came from, um, how it wasn't perfect. I mean, it was an apex predator. Like I said, was playing with its food the whole time. I think was probably pretty bored out there. Uh, but the creature design in this, the gore effects, absolutely top notch. Um, a, a a real Blumhouse treat. And then Emery Cohen shows up. <laughs> hey, yay, Emery Cohen! Boo! See, I kind of thought their effects, yeah, kind of were okay. I didn't think they were that great. Like some of. The, Oh, see, I thought I thought the creature does the creature makeup and was it a suit or was it CG? Uh, mostly it was CG. There was certain times it looked like it was a suit, but you know they covered it with darkness so mm-hmm, well yeah. that you couldn't really tell for sure. And the cuts were quick enough, but like there was certain times in the CG where the lighting on the creature didn't quite match the surrounding lighting, and um, yeah, so there were times it almost looked it lit it, it was lit from underneath when it shouldn't have been um yeah some some issues there yeah and like the um the the half body that she hung up like when she's dragging that one i'm watching Mm -hmm. that i was like that is clearly fake you know so they you know and i could i think they knew that because they didn't focus on it too much they kind of did a quick pan up of her dragging it and then cut away from it but uh i mean Mm -hmm. it was it was decent but i wouldn't say it was great Excellent. So, so would yeah. you recommend the movie? Oh, definitely. I already did. He did. <laughs> he you recommended, recommended it to us, did. and we watched it. <laughs> and then, Jimmy, would you recommend the movie? What were you going to say? Gonna say, like, aside from like me thinking the effects are are maybe good but not great, I thought the story was awesome. I thought just the the plot was simple but done so well. You know, I, I they had some really great scenes of tension and a slow buildup. And mm-hmm. like I said before, the, the mm-hmm. character was constantly trying to do something. And you were never like, what are you doing, idiot? Don't run up the stairs. You know, in some of those movies where you're always like, why are you running there? Why are you going to the basement? Why are you doing that? I mean, she was always like working on something and trying to figure something out. Trying to figure a way to get off the island. Yeah. You know, or, or figure out a way to protect herself. She always doing something. You know, I, I never had to like yell in my head, like, why the fuck would you do that? You know, it, it was, I was constantly going, like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. I see that. 
you know. There was one part where I was kind of like, why the fuck are you doing that? When she put the the life preservers in the suitcase. (laughs) It's like, you gonna float out there with all those damn sharks and shit? It seems like a bad idea. But hey, still kind of smart. I mean, put two life preservers in a suitcase. Okay, I get it. She was Uh, testing the theory out before just going and doing it. Yeah. uh, All in all, a smart film. Um, for for the horror fan, for the monster movie fan, it's a treat. Um, it it's not a movie I have a lot of issues with. It's it's very, very much a nod to uh, what came before, and I it, it's short. It's not it's not a super long movie. I didn't mm-hmm. get bored. Um, moved along at the right pace. The monster was super cool, and uh, it it. It, I think it ended pretty appropriately um, w- without spoiling it. it. It didn't make me go, why are you playing it? Uh. <laughs> yeah, again, it's, it's. I was more like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I would say that even with the complaining that I did, the movie is still very enjoyable and it's a good watch and you definitely should check it out. Check it out. If you're a fan of the genre, um, it is it is a very um, tension filled movie. Like they do a great job of building the atmosphere and and setting all of the scenes up and everything. So I would I would highly recommend it if you're a fan of the genre. I I had complaints about it, but ultimately I enjoyed the movie. I mean I thought it was a lot of fun. So definitely check it out if you've got some free time. If you've blown through everything else to watch on Netflix during quarantine, it's worth a watch. Uh, there's one more thing worth worth noting in here. There's a scene where our uh, our main character fashioned some spears out of bones. Mm-hmm. And I went to type in my notes, all in capital letters, bone spears, but it autocorrected bone to boner. <laughs> Apparently you talk a lot about boners. Of course. I believe did. that says I I believe that says more about you than about autocorrect. Hey, so on my notes it says Boner Spears, which I can only imagine is the well-intentioned but not quite all there cousin of Brittany. Oh, oh, boner! And and I know firsthand that autocorrect doesn't is selective. I mean, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Sometimes later. it doesn't <laughs> want to work at all. I, I, I wonder why. There, there were some situations going on the other night. Okay, we are gonna we are gonna shut down this movie here, and we are going to move on to our movie of the week. Our movie of the week. Our Yet another movie monster of the film. week. You Yet another it. monster film. We had a theme tonight. So our movie of the week is 1980s Alligator. Oh. Yeah, nineteen eighty. That was a good year. <laughs> yeah, and it, it 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 definitely looks like nineteen eighty. Really, really wanted to be the seventies, but it wasn't quite there. No, no. It, <laughs> One so good thing that came released, out of nineteen eighty. <laughs> this movie was released November fourteenth, nineteen eighty. That that guy right there. It it actually had a budget of one point seven five million and pulled in six point four five nine million. No so shit. It, it actually it actually made its money <laughs> back. Nothing oh. else to do but cocaine. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it was directed by Louis Teague and it, uh, the, the main stars are Robert Forster and Robin Riker. It's also got Michael Vigazzo in it. I don't know who <laughs> any of those fucking people are. The, well, yeah, 
The the synopsis is a baby alligator is flushed down a Chicago toilet and survives by eating discarded laboratory rats injected with growth hormones. The small reptile grows gigantic, escapes the city sewers, and goes on a rampage. Splinter. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> How often did you hear this urban legend growing up, by the way? That's what lives in the sewers, man. That's why you don't go Alligators down there. in the sewers, baby. I, I heard that urban legend way more frequently when I did not live in Florida, which is ironic because they never said that alligators would get flushed down in the sewers down here. It was always up in mm-hmm. up in cities, New York, Pittsburgh, Chicago, et cetera. Right. But down here, it was just like. That's true. Same thing here. I heard it all the time up north, but down here, don't, never don't go in your pool. There no might be an alligator. Actually there. does that. Yeah. It's like, don't go in the lake. There might be an alligator or the canal <laughs> yeah. or. Yeah. <laughs> Meth alligators, man. We don't fall out of a kayak. So, so what were your guys' first impressions of this movie? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go first Greg. here. I think I was a little different than all you guys. Yep. Because you sure are. I, I watched it. I, I watched it pretty early <laughs> when we when you it was assigned to us, and I don't know if it was just the YouTube channel or of the movie, but for the most part, I had no idea what was going on at all ever because it was really dark all the time. At least the underground scenes, like really dark. Um, yeah. uh, YouTube compression probably didn't help that. Yeah, so that that was part of it. Where I I never thought I would be bored for large periods of a monster movie, especially one that's relatively famous. Um, but there was a lot of times where I like drifted off, mm. um, and then had to go back and you know watch it again, or like I was not startled awake so much as just like, Oh wait, who are these people? Why are we focusing on them? Um, and I, I, I think I wanted more from a movie I heard that much about. Now this is of course, taking into account, yeah. taking into account when it was made. Although that never happened to me with things like jaws or oddly enough, frogs. <laughs> oh, I, I thought we were going straight for another frogs. With the very opening scene where it zooms yep. out from an alligator, I'm like, oh, great. This footage is going to look completely different than all the other footage in this movie. But no, yep. I was pleasantly surprised when the camera backs away. You know, gentleman, he's alligator wrestling, mm. um, which is a thing that <laughs> he didn't even get that. Far I, yeah, I think he was just now. alligator poking and then, and then got big. Yeah, he just. Stumbled over a log. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, initial impressions, I, like I said, this is going to be another shit show, but it turned out to be pretty damn funny. Um, mm-hmm. There were some really just fucking deadpan jokes that killed me. And and we'll get to a couple of those and, and, and some recurring jokes that just had me in stitches, man. But uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I really did. And and Kerwin, how about you? I fell asleep, I think, for like a half hour somewhere in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like I woke up and all of a sudden I was just like, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, I think the same thing might have happened to me, but it wasn't it wasn't for a full half hour. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a good half hour. because I was like, wait, this is a really short movie. Like <laughs> I, to, be honest, to be honest, until I read the notes, I had no idea that there was even a, a, a research lab. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, I was like, 
like I was like, why did that alligator get so big? And then I was like, oh, then I vaguely remembered them showing a, like a research lab, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, well, to be fair, in the in the research lab parts, they did gloss over the story real quick. They were just like, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, we totally ate these things, and it was like, how did you suddenly come to that conclusion? That was like a one minute conversation. All of a sudden, they just mm-hmm. figured it out. But yeah, I had to work at five o'clock this morning, and I was trying to watch the movie after work, and uh, I was unsuccessful at that. Oh. <laughs> it sounds so, like you at least saw the best part. I didn't wake up and get to see the end. Oh. Yeah, I saw the beginning, I saw the end, some stuff in the middle. I'm not sure if I was awake or asleep. I really don't know. I, I, I did like some of the awesome parts at the end, but we will obviously have to get to that. So And and I will say that I, I actually enjoyed the movie. I, it, I I know I've said this about other movies, but it was it was not – as bad as I expected to it, expected it to be. And being that it was shot in 1980, there were actually a bunch of things that I thought they did really well. Um, especially since, of, since considering when it was made, like I thought, I thought the scenes where they, where they did the miniatures for the scenes where they filmed the live alligator to make it seem bigger than it was. I thought they were really well shot. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, that's perfect. It really shows. And it was fairly consistent with, um, with how how big they wanted the alligator to appear. Yeah. So yeah, I really I appreciated that. I watched the it too. I was like, those, those miniature scenes were really good. I, I enjoyed those. They did a pretty good job with that. Much better than Night of the Lepus. Which <laughs> <laughs> we had to watch at some point. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little bit giant monstered out for a little while, but I'm I not, actually have Night uh, of the Lepus on DVD. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea why you know, I have it. One of those there. purchases. <laughs> so we, I like, first of all, we talk about Florida man. I do like the fact that she bought the, the girl, the main, the main girl buys mm-hmm. this alligator at a, like a tourist shop in Orlando or in Florida. I don't know if it's Orlando, mm-hmm. but I always, I think it's funny because like what, two miles, three miles from my house, there's a miniature golf course teeming with children that allows you to feed the alligators. And it's yeah. the and, shit. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Like they give you some free they give you like freeze dried chicken and like I a don't little care about that. Stick. I love the uh I love the golf. Feeding course. the children to the alligators? Yes. Yeah, you can feed children and to I the alligators. I love alligator how the staff is just like they're like, Oh, did you solve the mystery of the ruins? And you're like, Yeah, the answer's <laughs> fixed. And they're like, here's a scratch off card. You get twenty five percent off your next game. You'd be totally fucking yep. wrong. Well, yep. yeah, it's five. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I found a spear in a hat. They're like, the congratulations, hats in the, the hats explorer. Anyway, <laughs> and yeah, no, but they give you like yeah, these same people are also in charge of the safety of a pit full of alligators right near children, yeah. and they give you like a little um a little clip on the end of a rope with like a, a stick, and you get to clip the chicken into it and feed them, and it's like it's like an orgy of violence with these little like alligators yeah. and. I can kind of see why, like, how that's sort of ridiculous and something that, like, someone from up north would be like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I'm going to bring an alligator home with it me. It was so yeah. funny to me that they were like, let her buy this little pet alligator after they just saw it maul this dude at the show. They're like, oh, we'll just get one of those. Man. This, this one clearly is not going to grow to be that big. Obviously, we don't need a plan in place for a giant alligator. We only need a little tiny one. <laughs> well, and right. and the fact that they let her buy it, and then immediately, as soon as they got home, they're like, "Man, f this, fuck yeah. it." I'm like, 
Wait, you just bought that, dude. What? Did, why did you even buy it? That's you're retarded. What is going on? And then drove all the way from Florida to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, with it. No, they smuggled it on the airplane. That's what happened. Hold on. Uh, did Did you guys not pick up on the the awesome advice from the little girl? While this man is being mauled by this alligator. Yeah, turn it over on its back. It'll fall asleep. It'll fall asleep. <laughs> That's a shark, honey. <laughs> Just turn it over on no, the back. It's alli- it's alligator. Alligator. I was like, man, this girl knows everything. She's also, her mom's like, oh, I can't stand the fake blood. Oh, it's real, mom. It's like, damn, this chick <laughs> is an expert on everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Just good luck yeah. turning the alligator on its back. Yeah, especially when it's mauling a dude. Uh, also, if you if you flip Kerwin, if you flip Kerwin over onto his back, he falls right asleep too. But that's more a result of his five o'clock yeah. a.m. wake up times anyway. for work. You gotta rub his belly. Yeah, you gotta rub his belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that alligator thing actually is true. It does push the it does the flood the the brain with blood. That's what I I, I do that in my spare time. I go flip alligators <laughs> onto their back. I'd like to watch that. But, but I, no I, gotta, I gotta imagine, I gotta imagine that that's not all that easy to do with a full size alligator whose whose main method of killing shit is called a death roll. Yeah. So the alligator is perfectly familiar with rolling it Being around. Back. Does it just? I've never seen an alligator in a death roll go upside down and just fall asleep. Yeah, well, that's the thing. On on land, yeah, they're very right. heavy. It's you can't just flip it over. They weigh hundreds of pounds. For the for the, <laughs> you know? for the tonic, for the tonic, uh, the whatever, the state that it goes into, it's got to be on its back flat for like 15 to 20 seconds. Good <laughs> effing luck with a full-grown alligator trying to roll it over on its back, rub its belly to <laughs> Next get Next time we find a full-size alligator, I'll show you people. Okay, please do. I want to watch trailer. I can film you that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I see large I'm not going to that truck. My, my hope is now that I never find an alligator with any of you with me. The, the machetes that we will have will, will be strictly for your protection. <laughs> okay, for the people not able to watch what's going on, Rob just gave crazy eyes as he said the word machetes. And Jimmy turned into a and, map. And Jimmy immediately went away. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, let, let's move on. They bring this thing home. They they flush the alligator. Then we jump, what, 12, 12 years later, I believe it is? Uh, is they do a, a fairly interesting way of showing – it was 12 years, I think, because they – it happened in the late 60s because they're talking about the um, – I thought it was 20. You sure it was 12? I thought 12? it was 12. Yeah, that's what it said on the notes that I okay. found. Um, because they, they – it should be happening in the late 60s because they're um, – the news story is saying the uh, the Democratic National Convention riots. Oh yeah, I did read that. Um, so that was in the late sixties, mm-hmm. and then so later on, it was nineteen sixty eight is when the alligator was flushed, and then we of course get into I guess the whatever twelve years later. So mm-hmm. it's had to be yeah eighty. So I guess it was one of those movies that actually takes place in real time. <laughs> yeah, and the alligator is now huge, and uh, from eating sewer rats the. Uh, Growth hormone injected sewer rats yeah. and dogs apparently, and yeah, and the uh, alligator, of course, then eats a sewer worker. Who and who? A, a little little uh, little throwback. The the sewer worker's name. They actually say it in the movie, but the yeah. sewer worker's name is Ed Norton. 
which is which not is the, the, not the actor, of course. No, but the, but uh, a throwback to the honeymooners. Edward mm-hmm. Norton in the honeymooners was actually a sewer worker. Nice. That is that, see, I like that stuff. Norton. <laughs> that is that is good stuff. Uh, yeah, eats that, and then of course the um, the police officer that goes to investigate it um, brings his young partner with him. Which is, you know, might as well stick a red shirt on them from, uh, from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so because... Kelly, come on, you're with me. Oh, shit. You're really going to take me? This is my first <laughs> week on the force. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm getting married next hey, month. Oh, dear. We're twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are going to die. <laughs> God, very, like, oh, I'm glad you're doing it because I retire way. next week. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, and of course the, the the dude does get eaten profoundly, which lead and the cop that tells him about it, no one believes them. No one believes the giant alligator story. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if I believe the giant alligator story. What? And I kind of saw it. <laughs> you and Kerwin kind of saw it. <laughs> Can I can I say one thing? I know I had to step away from her for a second. I just <laughs> he had to roll an alligator on no, his well, back. kind of. He was acting like one. Uh, dog's not feeling feeling too well, so I had to uh, fish him from underneath of the bed um, so he could go for his walk. But I, I wrote down one thing um, here: uh, alligator school sounds like bullshit. <laughs> And I, I know we're well past that part, but I thought it was important that uh, to, to bring up the fact that this girl flat out fucking lied to Ramon, the alligator. <laughs> That's why the alligator and she was said, angry. Well, I got to get ready for bed now so I can go to school tomorrow and you can go to alligator school on your little alligator bus. And there's a bunch of insects. Bunch of insects. Fucking lies. Lies. <laughs> Insect. That's that's why the alligator was ill-tempered. If I was promised alligator school and incest with, with, with a bus full of incest, and I didn't get it, oh Jesus! I would murder a bunch of of like cops and sewer workers a myself. A bus full of incest. <laughs> Jesus. That's that's another competing uh, competing uh, show title. That's the uh, that's the uh, alligator school and a bus full of incest. That's the the new album by the uh, grindcore band Super Psycho, which is what they referred to um, in the papers. I thought Super Psycho was a perfect like gore grind band name. That would be a great name yep. for a band. So we're gonna start that the four of us here. Super Psycho, sweet. I have been taking guitar lessons for the past three months. The fact that no one has heard about that uh, <laughs> is because I'm not good. But nice. but I can play the beginning of Nothing Else Matters. So <laughs> Because, ironically, Nothing Else Matters. No, nah, yeah, because it's literally three, uh, what, four ding, strings ding. without There a, you go. Uh, the... the Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, whatever. I'm not doing that. Okay, so do it. we are. We are Get your fucking guitar no. out. Even no, better. No one wants to hear that. I'm terrible. Uh, I'm not good. You brought it up. Okay. <laughs> then you talk about alligators. I will get the guitar. Here this we is go, what the listeners and exactly gentlemen. 
All right. I, it's in the, the other room. First. The only thing I ever learned to play was the California Raisins. The just over and over and over again. That's all I. Where did I rejoin you, fine gentlemen? At where are we at here? No one believes this poor man. Uh, who has seen a what they this estimated a thirty to forty a, foot alligator? El Dorado, yeah. yeah. El Dorado, city of gold. Yep. He goes the car, and he goes no refrigerator. Magic, <laughs> oh God, that little kid did have some attitude, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have the uh, world premiere of Sewer <laughs> Psycho. With his song, <laughs> Bus Full of Incense. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Stuart Psycho. <laughs> my, my one chord. All there right. Well done, sir. <laughs> now we got him. It's right, Greg's just going gonna to play us through the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> Greg's nah, going to play his uh... guitar, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you in the, just just like, Jimmy. the Spanish that I've learned Boy, for hey. the past three months. I didn't say it was. I don't believe that's Spanish. Yo soy abajo con eso. Por el amor de Dios. Be like the, uh, was it the WTF Mark Marin podcast where he plays a guitar song at the end of it? Why? I'll do it poorly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's back to the, uh, let's go back, back to the alligators here. <laughs> Um, I, there were I, I did like some of the interesting facts. Um, did you see? Well, like Robert Forster is actually a pretty big star mm-hmm. that ended up in he this. Like and a, is that the guy that looked like Milton Berle? <laughs> no, yeah, Robert Forster was like the, the cop, oh. the main cop. Robert Forster was the cop. God, yeah. But of course, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But most most recently, Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Better Call Saul as the the vacuum store the vacuum store owner. But what the interesting thing about that is that Robert Brian Forster, Preston. when he was working on this movie, met a uh, guy working on the special effects named Brian Cranston. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he actually, I read Brian Cranston's book, and he talks about this. I'm not sure if that's the reason why uh, For- Forster got put on Breaking Bad, because he was perfectly cast in that. But when Robert Forster died back in October of 2019, uh, that was what Brian Cranston said. He was like... We actually met many years ago on the <laughs> on the set of this movie. That's amazing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. And um, Robert Forster actually one of the things I did like of this movie is that he kind of gave it a little bit of a, a little more credibility than than your average giant monster movie. Yeah, I love the uh, the recurring joke in there about his hairline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think he wrote all of that shit himself, and the and the uh, scriptwriters loved it so much they worked it in. There. <laughs> it's a way of co- confronting <laughs> one of your flaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give us into the the pet store to buy this dog, and the guy goes, "Yeah, I know what your problem is. I got it too. A little thin up front." Then in the back, <laughs> the guy goes, "No, find a dog." <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then uh, when he's with his. Uh, God, it movies these these 
love affairs happen so fast. Uh, a couple of hours after she meets this woman, he meets this woman. She comments on it and goes, you know what? I'm actually yeah, really sensitive really about up. that. I'd like appreciate you it if you never brought it up again. <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> no. Yeah. And there were there was some some dialogue in this movie that I was like, damn. Okay, like the scene when they got in the fight in the diner (laughs) and she got up and left. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, you're a dick. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to miss that part. (laughs) She she like leans on his shoulder and she's like, I understand. And he's like, can you give me a minute? I was like, yeah, he's like, don't understand me so fast. You don't know about the. You don't know about the Baldwin Hotel incident. I, I saw that part. And uh, and then she stood and then she stood up like she was all pissed off and she was gonna leave and she dropped money for the check and he's like, I think your mom. That's where that incest comes yeah. in. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh my Speaking god. Speaking of illicit desires, <laughs> she's waiting for you on the bus. Yeah, your mom is waiting for you on the incest bus. Gross, Greg. Why would you bring that up? That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> he's going to totally edit this. every other comment about incest out except for that one line. <laughs> Where would that come from? <laughs> God, Greg, you're sick. <laughs> I think Greg is working through some things. So, so this movie is almost Even the music almost very, step for step. Very similar I, I got to say, step for step Jaws from theme. Jaws. I mean, yeah. Right. Oh, the complete ripoff. Yeah. Right, right down to the cop, the scientist, and the hunter nice. who all go looking for the alligator. Except in this version, Brody <laughs> and Hooper are sleeping together. That's well, when they, they got the term "chum in the water." Oh, well, okay. They should have in my in my version. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, wow, I'm sure in somebody else's version they were as well. And yeah. the thing from Jaws where they got where they actually got everybody else to believe that it happened because the cameraman took the picture of the attacker, lost his camera, and it was found that they developed the footage or they developed the film. And it was like, oh, God, look at the size of this alligator on here. He, he got a picture of his attacker, which is on mm-hmm. man. I was like, what the? What a ripoff. I like how they never really explained how they found the camera. It was just like because no one knew the guy went to the sewers. Yeah. No one knew to look for him there. They were just like. Someone found a camera for no reason whatsoever. We found it. Was it not the SWAT team that found it? Because no, no one was going down there yet. No, because they didn't know. They didn't believe the alligator existed. The SWAT team went down there because of the camera. Yeah, I I just the alligator just popped his head out of the sewer with the camera bag like hanging from its jaw. Like (laughs) your buddy dropped this. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody dropped this. He like regurgitated it like a bird just, just to show that he I just had to, the whole guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to bring up the spit it out, and he's like, "Bring me more puppies." <laughs> <laughs> Drop some more dogs down here. This movie would have been so much better if the alligator could Drop talk. Some more dogs <laughs> with stupid ass names down here, like Kathy. <laughs> Did. So, uh, you know, mentioned the pest owner earlier. Did anyone else really enjoy his Donald Trumping down the ramp with the grocery cart full of dead animals? <laughs> I didn't. I, I that actually did miss it as well. It, was he was he having a hard time navigating said ramp? Was it slick oh, like yeah, an ice skating rink? Shuffling down just very carefully, and I'm like, why are you pushing a shopping cart with? Dead, you're just throwing them over the side. 
You took a lot of effort to get that. It just made no sense. Yeah, and, and, and the yeah. one that landed on the ledge, he felt he needed to climb down and push <laughs> into the water. I'm down. like, it's in the friggin' sewer. Just let it be, dude. You're done. What are you doing? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we we mentioned Jaws here. Uh, actually, one of the reasons I was not supposed to be on this episode is I'm recording an episode for for work of a different podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm cheating on you guys. Uh, they wanted me to do my workplace wanted me to do a summer horror movie. <laughs> themed podcast so that I've been doing a lot of research on Jaws and watching documentaries and stuff. And one of the things that's, that's interesting about that is like, that was a, that movie was a huge surprise hit, obviously, which we all know. Mm -hmm. And it took movies from, you know, it took horror movies basically from considered as B movies amongst exorcist and a couple other big movies at the time as B movies that are just there for, for, uh, not, I don't know for fluff. Uh, shoot. There's a type of movie. Um, I keep wanting to say exhibitionist, but that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll say shock, but there's a word. Um, shock is a word. But anyway, there's a different word that I'm, I'm not finding right now because that's what I do. Yes, that. Uh, anyway, so it basically took it to the mainstream. So every one of these movie companies was like frantically like trying to get their own Job. ferocious monster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that's what, what happened here. And and how this thing got fa- got fast tracked um and for yeah I mean, usually when that happens they're all they're completely terrible and this i would not say is completely terrible but not no. at all yeah it wasn't nearly as bad as i expected it to be <clears throat> and then uh of course the other com- <laughs> the other thing that's similar with jaws is the the fact that the alligator didn't quite work yes just like the shark not quite working but I got to be honest, for 1980s, it looked great. You know, I'd almost say, actually, they filmed around the failing mechanical monster in Alligator better than they did with Jaws. Like, they almost learned from the Jaws mistakes, like, mm-hmm. when it didn't quite work, and they, they filmed around it better, maybe just by being darker, or maybe right. just the... Um, exploitation films. I'm looking for exploitation films. That's what yes. it was. Uh, Incest, specifically. Yes. <laughs> not saying it. I, I know that he's, I know that I'm not editing this week. Incestploitation? <laughs> Something like New that. Genre. There we go. Pioneers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> said it again. I said it before. Say it again. Y'all got to download some Jesus. <laughs> Jesus would like that too much. <laughs> Y'all didn't mention yeah, the so fact the, the, that the, the pet owner's, the, the pet store owner's name was Edward Norton. No, that was the sewer worker that got oh, killed. Oh, the in sewer the worker. Beginning. I laughed every time they said his name. You, you, you yeah. were, you were away from that. Yeah. yeah. Well, now the, uh, but the, uh, because the, the alligator didn't work and because the shark didn't work, it, it kind of led, led them to have to do some creative uh, editing and creative uh, shots, which I, to work around that, which is kind of interesting because today they would just be like, yeah, just film it without the alligator and yeah. then drop it in and post. I mean, mm-hmm. today everything's easy. They'll just do oh, just CG every time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's got to be something to do with the part where the alligator smashes up the uh, the car with the old man in it. And it's just the same <laughs> yeah, three do. shots over and over again. <laughs> and then the man is just sitting there and then the next shot, he's like, Got his head in his hands and he's bleeding. I'm like, so is the alligator mm-hmm. sentient all of a sudden and knows that this is the guy who like turned him into a giant alligator and this is the only car that he ever beat at all? 
guess so. <laughs> like, why that specific car? Yeah. <laughs> very, very coincidental. I think I think that was so that they could get the villain payoff kind of thing. I agree, yes. It was just very coincidental. It wasn't a very satisfying payoff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we got to the end of the movie here. And the, the alligator does burst through the city streets. Yeah. Uh, extraordinarily strong alligator. Uh, that kid ran off with the knife, which was... I you could tell, like... <laughs> the bread knife. What yeah. are you going to do? And I'm like... I'm like, don't do that. You shouldn't be running with knives. Yeah, the kid like runs and in the house, runs grabs out knife, the knife, like, huh? Running with a big Billy knife. or whatever his name is. Come. <laughs> and nobody says Poor shit. And it was normal in That was a scene. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And just kids running around with their mom's <laughs> bread knives. To fight. To That's fight how we now. A few people aren't going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. real manhunt. Is it? <laughs> he played tag with a serrated knife. Gotcha. It was easy to tell who was it because they were bleeding. Uh, uh, yeah, there's that. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they uh, that that shot when it breaks through the the street. It was either very, that or very clear was getting that. smashed in a car. Yeah, it was very clear. You know, obviously miniature set, whatever, and. It just reminded me, for some reason, of the Rob. You'll know this. Uh, the other guys won't probably, but the um, the American Werewolf uh, Halloween ha- haunted house when they mm-hmm. like when you turn onto the city street. Yeah, it just it looked like that. It did because it, it was really it was so obviously like a set. I was like, oh, it just like brought me right back to that, and I wanted but, to go to Halloween Horror Nights. But that was also um, one of the scenes where I was like, all right, that was really well done because I, I'm pretty sure that scene was a miniature scene that they had a real alligator climb through. Because uh, I, I so, yeah. Because I was like, that doesn't look like a robotic alligator. And if that is a robotic alligator, damn, that's really good for 1980. But yeah, I couldn't find anything <laughs> about the that. The only time they're robotic alligators. It was worked. a very well trained alligator. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was a real alligator that busted through like a miniature scene, and I thought they did really great with the scale. <laughs> he busted out, and he said, "Hey yo, hey yo." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why why our alligator sounds like Rocky in a '70s porn movie. No, that's Razor Ramon. Because <laughs> the alligator's name it's is like, Ramon. Hey, great. Anybody got a bread knife? Uh, it's it's gotcha. Razor Ramon, and the alligator was na- was nicknamed Ramon. Named Ramon, and I. I wrote down I this you, fact, Jimmy. too. Thank I you. you. I appreciate that. I did write down this one fact that you also wrote down, but I'm taking it because I have it's my thing. Go for it. I know Ramon, which one. Ramon, the alligator, was apparently used after they finished making this movie. They donated it to the University of Florida, and they used this giant alligator on the field at Gator Games uh, at halftime and things like that. And pregame and stuff. And pregame. Yeah, I looked for actual video of that. I could not find it. Um but I'm I'm still going to keep looking. I, I want to know if they did it all the way through the 90s, at which point I might have actually seen this alligator in person, although I very highly doubt that it lasted How long that long. alligators live? It, no, was, it, was, the, alligator. it was the robotic alligator. <laughs> oh. Jesus, Jimmy. I was Thanks not following up. that. <laughs> yeah, the Ramon, the robotic alligator, not the, the other alligator. Yeah. Oh, that was a toxic growth hormone. It's probably still alive today. Uh, so what else you guys got? It it honestly was a fun it movie. Was super fun. If you if you if you're if you're a fan of of the monster movie genre, 
this is this is not going to be one of your highbrow films. Mm-mm. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be total total eighty cheese monster fest with with bad cliches and and just a complete ripoff of Jaws, but it's still enjoyable. Did you, did, Rob? Did you catch the nurse uh, trivia about this movie? I did, and I did not know that people did not know that in the eighties. I thought that was interesting. Go ahead. Oh, the meds. Um, apparently, yeah. Yep. Apparently, at one point, uh, the reporter is talking to the nurse, and she she mentions that, oh, well, yeah, you know, I I had to give him his meds this morning, and he was like, what? What's what's meds? And I'm like, are you? Are you freaking serious? It's medications, you dumbass. But apparently that was just medical jargon in the 80s. I guess that was a thing back then that people didn't really know the medical jargon meds meant medications. It, it That's really interesting. I, I read that, but I don't remember that scene. That was probably where I fell asleep somewhere in there. Yeah. It was, it was a weird thing. Just like, what What are you? Wait. And the reporter was a total dick. Did anybody else catch that? Ass. He was like, "Oh, just like that time you let your partner die, huh?" <laughs> and it's like, it's like, dude, we're not even talking about that shit. What the hell is wrong with you? Dude, was it okay? I think uh, almost everyone in this movie was kind of a dick. The Except nicest person was the alligator. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> the alligator had like a legit. Like all of these movies we watch, I'm always sort of rooting for the monster. Like, I think the like, love interest wasn't really the love interest wasn't really a dick. The girl, nah, yeah. Ramon, I don't think she Ramon. was. I think she was the the female victim, so to speak. Yeah, Ramon's yeah. just mad he didn't get to go to alligator school. Yeah, I would be too. It's that bitch's fault. So he promised him alligator school. We're we're gonna do. Should we do our question? Not the not the give me five question yet. And a bus the other one. <laughs> what the should this be remade? The answer is it already has been at least two hundred yeah. times. Yes, it, um, it follows a very specific I mean, formula. It has a sequel. Yeah. Now. Now, I do want to applaud one of Rob's reviews. Uh, Not too long ago, he reviewed the movie Crawl, which he went and saw and uh, doesn't remember seeing or doesn't remember reviewing. That's on Prime now. now. It is on Prime. I don't remember exactly what I said about it. but Yeah, when I searched for Alligator, I saw that Crawl had been added to Prime, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll watch that too. So I I watched Alligator, and then um, the next day I watched Crawl because I wanted a more action-packed Alligator movie. Um, and Rob was correct in his review that it wasn't very good. It was very convoluted. He did. I remember him vaguely during his review talking about how random it was that during a hurricane, uh, there were two idiots trying to steal an ATM machine out of a gas station mm-hmm. um, only to get eaten by large alligators. Uh, it Crawl, not good. Uh, least believable hurricane <laughs> scenes ever mm-hmm. because it, it very, it, the wind very conveniently stopped blowing when they needed it to. Um, at a few decent things, and they were there's a lot of stuff happening in a crawl space, and there were spiders and stuff. It was, yeah, don't worry. Even though it's free on Prime, you can have fun with it. But, eh. but anyway, uh, this movie, I don't think they need to remake it because it already has been. You guys agreed? Yep. I it doesn't need to be, but it will be again <laughs> and, and again yeah, be, and again. It might be another monster. It might be an alligator. It might be a shark. It might be an ostrich. It might be Hamster. a giant earthworm. So it will eventually get made again, and they will follow this pattern because you know what? This pattern makes decent. I mean, even even us talking right here, this this uh, this script makes decent movies. I mean, we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was fun as long as you 
have the components that we're expecting to see in these monster movies, you know what? It's not going to be absolutely horrendous. Yeah, as long as you just have a whole bunch of people not listening to scientists, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, wait. Yeah. And and I will say, I will say one of the facts that I did find about that is, thank God we did not get a drunk alligator. You know what? Actually, that might have been really fucking funny. Um, the initial script for for this movie was set in Milwaukee and the alligator had gotten so big because of beer that was draining into the sewer from a brewery. <laughs> that was the initial, that was the initial plot line for this movie. Okay, and I would like to uh, change my opinion. They do need to remake this movie and they need to use the original script. There you go. There you go. That, that might've been really fun to review. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I'm going to jump in here real quick. And before we do our top five question of the week, I need to make an announcement. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so you guys out there, you listeners, we actually have started a Patreon. It only took us 138 weeks. Yeah, we probably should have done it sooner. But so the Patreon, if you guys are unaware, it's basically if you are listening to this podcast and you want to donate a little bit of money to us to basically help us with – server costs and recording costs and um, bailing Rob out of prison costs, then... That only happened once. Yeah, well, you can donate a little bit of money through uh, patreon.com. I still can't slash go to your playgrounds. Give me some kayak, especially one kayak lessons. <laughs> yeah, get Jimmy some kayak lessons. Now, basically, we, you know, there's there are costs invo- involved with, with doing a podcast. So um, basically what we have is our Patreon. It is uh, if you... Go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. You can um, donate as little as $5. And we will, uh, there's a couple of things that you do. So they, there's different tiers. If you donate $5, you will get invited to our super fun Discord chat where we talk about, you know, movies. We talk about, you know, products that came out. I know there was a, a conversation about a, a, a super cool Lego set going around, which Rob will talk about yeah. later, I'm sure. Um, we will also give you opportunity in that Discord chat to know what movie we are going to be reviewing before the episode comes out so mm-hmm. that you guys – I know some people have mentioned to us that they would like to know what that is so they can watch it and then hear our review afterwards. Uh, also give early access to the top five list and the ability to possibly answer the top five list. Um, so that's with your $5 donation. We're also going to do a special birthday episode for our pa- for our patrons our $5 patrons where you guys get to pick the movie that we watch, but it has to be a bad movie and it can't be too bad of a movie. And oh, we, we will do you. a, yeah. Uh, and we'll do a custom top five list that will be all about you. It will be completely made up. It will be offensive, but it will be your top five list. Uh, they also have a couple higher range ones. Uh, if you do that, you get um, access to our show notes. And uh, also get a T-shirt, which I have yet to design. So we also have a couple stretch goals here, you crazy people. Uh, <laughs> these stretch goals, basically, if we get a certain number of donors, we will do some extra things for you guys. If we reach our stretch goals, the first one is actually actually $50. And if we that means not just one person donating, but if we get up to $50 range, we're going to do a special episode each month. It's a little more of a casual episode, but that will be just for patrons. And some of the stuff that will be on those episodes is just a little bit more further conversation. We'll reveal some of the, um, some of the top five things that didn't quite make it to our list. We'll, we'll do, you know, maybe some reviews that didn't fit on the show. There could be some sports talk. There could be some more video game talk, just random casual conversation about an hour Mm -hmm. or so each month specifically for the patrons. 
Uh, if we get to the $100 range, there'll be a um, we will try to do an additional interview episode each month. And that will be available for all listeners so that all listeners can know that you guys out there helped out. And uh, there'll be a couple other things, too. If we can't schedule an interview, we'll do like a we classic movie. We might actually be able to pay people to come on and do interviews because not everyone will do them for free. Yeah. So we can do that kind of stuff. And if not, we'll do like we found that the classic movie reviews are not as fun as the terrible movie reviews or the the more sketchy movie reviews. So but we will um, probably do like, you know, get some classic movies in there. Like movies that actually people consider good. Uh, we'll be able to do some of that stuff if we reach the $100 range and so on and so forth. We'll, if we manage to get to 200 we I have put up there that we will do a video show, like a video thing or while we're recording so you guys can watch and interview us then. And that being said, I would like to thank our very first patron, Mr. Alex Solomita. So thank you very much. He, yes. We have not actually advertised the patron yet, but he signed up the, the next day after it went live. And I did mention, because he is, he is a um, patron that, that is going to get thanked quite a bit, and we have to think of something offensive to say. But he is, he is an attorney, and not every podcast necessarily needs an attorney, but then again, as far as I'm, I know Rob is the only per- Rob is only on this podcast. So we do have our own attorney on on retainer. retainer. Yep. Yeah, because of well, Rob, and to me too. Really, anyone but Jimmy. To be yeah. completely honest, Alec, you have heard um, Alec uh, helped clarify some of the uh, legal red tape that is currently happening with Friday the Thirteenth on our yeah. Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. episode. Um, which was very, very enlightening. And thank you so much for your contribution, yep. sir. So he, uh, and yes, he uh, donated to our patron. So he, he will be getting to curate an episode in the very near future. And he will be getting that awesome shirt once I and Jimmy figure out what we're actually going to have on that t-shirt. So thank you very much. And for being a guys, patron of unusual size. Yes. <laughs> now, we are going to do what we actually do this show for. That is our top five list of the week. Rob? We we did a little bit of discussion as a result of Alligator about some of the urban legends that we remembered growing up. So in honor of Alligator, our top five list is going to be, what are your top five urban legends? You know what? Jimmy is doing something weird with his face. So Jimmy should go first. No, I, I kind of want to go first. Weird I actually, my face. Born like this. <laughs> can, can, can I go first, Jimmy? Or, yes, or do you, you may go, go first, Greg. Greg. Okay. Okay. So my number five, these are all, I did this based on the ones that freaked me out as a kid. My number five is the spider bite. Mm. Uh, and I know a little bit about some of these. It is the urban legend that emerged in Europe during the 1970s. That is a person who got bitten on the face by a spider. The bite swells into a large boil. And when she's scratching it, uh, it breaks open or a doctor lances it. And hundreds of baby spiders come running out of her cheek. That is the spider bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've also got this one disturbs me to no end. Although for some reason it ended up at number four. But the licked hand. I'm sure you guys have heard of Uh, the earliest. This was actually found in print was February of 1982. This is a girl that lives alone. She gets a dog to protect her and she uh, hears about 
a killer on the loose in her neighborhood. She basically keeps her dog next to the bed and she will always reach, reach down and let the dog lick her hand to, to know that, that the dog is there and keeping her safe. When she wakes up the next morning, she finds the dog dead hanging from the shower rod and written in blood on the wall is humans can lick too. Mm-hmm. I heard that but that about three. <laughs> like licking feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you've really got to take away your house key from Rob. That's, Jimmy's that's just going to keep happening. Yeah. So no, the, the licked hand thing, uh, that freaked me out. Although even when I first heard that, I was like, well, how did the killer know that she would put her hand down there for a dog lick? Like, that was the part that kind of threw me. But anyway, number uh, number three is the babysitter. That is the the call is coming from inside the house where, you know, the, the girl is stranger freaking calls. out. Yep. And it's uh, Urban Legends actually dated back to the 1960s. About a teenage ba- girl babysitting relieves, receives telephone calls from a stalker. She calls the police. They trace the call. They say, get out. Uh, the stalker saying stuff like check the children, you know. That kind of thing. And, of course, the, the killer was calling from inside the house. The killer in the back seat. That's another one of, of the ones that freaked me out, which is the woman that gets gas. The crazy person basically fly, follows her in her car, flashing lights, flashing lights. And it turns out the crazy person wasn't actually in a separate car flashing lights. The crazy person was in her car, and the person in the other car was trying to tell her that. And the one that absolutely to this day still freaks me out. And you could find YouTube videos of stuff like this where people are driving down a desolate road and see someone standing on the side of the road, the vanishing hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Someone picks up a hitchhiker very late at night. It usually is some version of someone in like a prom dress or someone in a nice fancy clothes or something like that. And they tell her or they tell the driver to go to a certain location. When they go to the location, they turn around to let the person out of the car and the person is gone. And that always freaked me the hell out. Still freaks me the hell out. That's my number one. Number one. Well, I'll go ahead and go next. And there are a couple of uh, similar items on my list. Uh, My number five, though, is going to be don't ever park next to a van with no windows. That was Uh one that always it's still I won't to this day. Uh, my dad used to always tell me that. Number four was, but it also has yeah. curtains. Number four, uh, mm-hmm. number four, <laughs> and Kerwin's. <Kerwin's. laughs> Speaking of Kerwin's, my number four is going to be the Hermit in the Woods. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever had one of those, but we certainly did. Uh, Hermit in the Woods either stole away children. And ate them or something equally as vile. Number three is going to be the vanishing hitchhiker or the, uh, I guess, ghosts alongside the road. Number two, the killer in the backseat. I always check to this day. And number one, I still will not do it. That's that's a Patreon tier right there is I'll go in the bathroom and say Bloody Mary that three times, whatever it was, uh, that one always freaked me out. We used to always, I'd have sleepovers. We'd go in there and be like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We'd chicken out after like two. Mm-hmm. So still, uh, Bloody Mary slash Candy Man. Nice. That's a good one. That is a good one. Thank you. 
Uh, I'll, I'll do mine. Rob Kerwin, which who um, we got? <clears throat> all right, so go ahead. When I was Kerwin. looking up Urban Legends, mine went a little bit different direction because it said like um, Urban Legends are like a modern folklore. So I have kind of uh, some some different ones on mine. So <clears throat> my number five would be like the Amityville Horror. Okay, which is like that classic haunted house. Ah, uh, nice. You know devil haunting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four is a combination of the Sasquatch and the Loch Ness Monster. These things, like, you know... Mm. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Sass Monster? The Loch Squatch. A sassy Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Squatch. My number three... <laughs> I'd watch that movie. The Sass Monster meets the Lock Squatch. Who directed uh, Alligator? We get them on board. What a good Bigfoot movie. Um, okay, so my number three probably dead was one that I remember very, when very I was dead. a kid. The uh, the razor blades um, or the poison in your Halloween candy. There's always like some story like, oh, there's someone in the neighborhoods poisoning your uh, candy. Because yeah. the the best place to murder people is from your own house, obviously. Um, my number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone has put way too much anyways, thought into this whole murder two, thing uh, the Betty and Barney Hill <laughs> alien abduction story that was the first one of yes. uh, the modern alien abduction with the gray aliens uh, my number one actually jumps in with Jimmy the Candyman or the Bloody Mary excellent wow yeah, and that's I'm why I'm looking forward to my mind. getting a resurgence. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Nice, excellent. I can already, I can already guess one of Rob's. Maybe. Rob's fa- favorite <laughs> urban legend is the female orgasm. Doesn't exist. Doesn't. <laughs> it's a fallacy. Yeah, Rob insists to this day. Prostate one. It's not a real thing. Oh no, I have found it. <laughs> I'm very aware that that exists. <laughs> the prostate one, yeah, we know. Okay, let's let's go. Um, before I give my list, we did have a write-in. I'll Ooh. go ahead and give you Jubal's list. Jubal sent in his top five urban legends. At number five, he had chain letters. At number four, Ooh. he had sewer alligators. At number three. He, he took a page out of Greg's book, The Killer in the Backseat. Nice. At number two, he had Bloody Mary. But at number one, he had one that I was unfamiliar with, so I had to look it up. He said, it's a Florida one, but I, I found out that it's not specific to Florida, but there is an instance in Florida where it's happened, and he's talking about the devil's chair. Oh. And the devil's chair in Casadaga, Florida yeah. is a gravesite is a graveside bench in the cemetery that borders Casadega and Lake Helen. And according to one local legend, an unopened can of beer left on the chair will be empty by morning, probably because somebody came by and drank it. Um, in some accounts, the can is opened, and in others, the beer is simply gone through the, un- through the unopened top, basically. And it's also said that the devil is sometime, sometimes appears to anyone so bold as to sit in the chair. I have heard of that one. I have not sat in the chair, but I've seen it. I actually hadn't heard of that one, so I was I was very very interested to find one that I hadn't heard of, which is kind Casadega of Casadega is an interesting town. 
Is oh, it? Yes. I haven't been there, but I've always wanted to go. <laughs> and there, there was some documentary I remember seeing on it too. It's not much. There was. Yeah. There have been some travel channel shows that featured it. It's it's a very interesting place. So I will go ahead and give my list and then I'll have another treat. But my list is my list is going to start off with a I think a slightly more recent one. I, I hadn't heard about this up until recently, but are you guys familiar with the stairs in the woods? I have not. You should you should look that up. And I, I don't know how true it is. I don't know any of the stuff behind it. But basically, stairs in the woods are bad. Uh, uh, you know, people who climb them have bad things happen to them. Um, you know, and it's and it's super creepy because it's just literally it's just a staircase sitting in the middle of the woods. It's like, where the hell did this come from? Some of them look brand new. Some of them look like they've been there for years. But it's literally just a staircase that's like, I don't know, 10 to 12 steps. It goes up and that's it. So it's weird. At number four, I've got the vanishing hitchhiker. At number three, I've got the alligator in the sewer. At number two is one that I don't think was mentioned. And I don't know how much of an urban legend it is or or how much of just a story it was. But I think it had part partly to do with Candyman as well. But that's Hookman. You remember uh, yeah. the story of Hookman, the the young lovers making out in the car, getting home to find out that, you know, an escaped lunatic was out and they found a hook like hanging from their doorknob or embedded in the trunk or something. Yeah, I mean, they just left before they were like murdered. Yeah. Or in, in some versions of the story, one of the one of the people from the car is found with their fingertips, like grazing the roof or something. You know, one of them gets out and then disappears. They're like hanging from a tree above the car, bleeding onto the car and their fingertips are scraping the roof of the car. Mm-hmm. But my number one is Bloody Mary. <laughs> Man, Bloody Mary, God. Bloody Mary was so not a thing for me. It, well, it was it was one that we were all like familiar with growing up. So that was that was going to be my number one. I I think honestly, this is the reason why like that that never affected me because I heard they only heard about it later in life uh, because like much later in life because uh, <laughs> what, what am I looking for? I didn't have any friends growing up <laughs> well yeah so like, i didn't you're like oh we did parties and sleepovers yeah middle school i didn't go to parties and sleepovers because i i literally had like one friend back then in elementary school i had i had one friend as well and we didn't do that we talked about baseball so like i literally did uh, in fact, in i heard about i saw candy man before i heard about bloody mary oh same here. Now, we've Actually, all now that's said why, that's why mine was Candyman and Bloody Mary. Yes, yeah. we've all now said the words way more than three times, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but and we weren't monitor, looking into a mirror. Our monitors are kind of reflective. No, uh, it doesn't count. Well, the monitor had to do with the ring and the ring was kind of similar to that as well. Yeah, there we go. Um, nice. But I do have another treat. We do have one more list that was written in. And he gets the place of honor because the person who wrote in this list is is our very first patron. Oh, excellent! So Alex sent in a list, and I he got he got a he got a place of honor because he was murdered by a woman that came out of a mirror. Well, that's 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 the urban legend that didn't make his list because he okay. was unable to finish making the list. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. He wouldn't write Ugh. <laughs> it's a legendary black beast of. Ugh. <laughs> Um, Sorry. At number five, he's got uh, Pop Rocks and Coke. 
Oh, yeah. Does everybody nice. remember that one? The, oh, yeah. The legend was that if you mixed Pop Rocks with Coke, that your heart would explode. Yep. There was an alternate version of that, whereas that's supposedly what killed Mikey from the Life Serial commercial. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. At number four, he had Bloody Mary. At number three, he's got always being told to stay out of the pool for 30 minutes or you'll get cramps and drown. It's true. At number two, he had Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL assassin. He said people actually oh, believe yeah. this. <laughs> and his number one is that Friday the 13th is unlucky. He says he was born on Friday the 13th, so the truth of this legend depends on who you ask. And interestingly uh, enough, do you know where the Friday the 13th, uh, one of the theories where Friday the 13th got its start was? I actually don't know. Was it, it was it medieval or was it? It was. What, where did it where did it get a start? I'm actually intrigued about this because I, I have to cover Friday the 13th in that podcast, too. One of one of the one of the theories was that Friday the 13th started with the di- dismantling or the destruction of the Knights Templar. Uh. They were. They were, I don't remember if the order went out or if they were mass executed on Friday the 13th. It was one of those two. But the, it, it had to do with the Knights Templar and their dismantling by by King Philip and Pope, God, I want to say Clement V, but I'm not sure that's right. It's actually really interesting. See, this it's this kind of information that you guys would get on a special episode if we have enough patrons, hint, hint, that uh, will, you know, support that kind of episode. But let's do our regular contact stuff here. Guys, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Give Me Five Pod. You can email us, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, Give Me Five Podcast.com. And on there, all of these links are available, including our Threadless store and all of that other stuff, as well as our Squad Fat Squad Fast, no, our Squadcast affiliate shit. page, which is which is how <laughs> you guys can sign up to record and give us a little teeny tiny bit of money. So we'll we'll check out. You guys can check out our website and do all that. Once I apparently I have to put it on. Um, but uh, thank you for listening, and. Thank you, Kerwin, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's get this incest bus rolling. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so do you really drive a van? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> With blacked out nah, windows? No. Can I, can I get you a vanity license plate that says the incest bus? <laughs> <laughs> that's too many letters, I think. No, it would be like one of the we fake ones in the front. Oh, that's true. We'll get like yeah. one of the ones that are like like airbrushed. We'll get it at one of the t-shirt stores on iDrive. <laughs> it'll have like it'll have like some like two dolphins or something. You can have you can I'd have love- seven letters on a license plate, right? I'd love to see the look yeah. on their face. N C S T B U S baby incest bus, and they're like, no, nope. We saw you come in. Do you drive that? Do you drive that family van out there? Yes, I do. Have a good day. Hey, hey, Greg. Yes. N C S T B U S. There you go. <laughs> and on that note, excellent. You know that you can put it on a license plate and you know Rob's bank account password. So there you go. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and wear your fucking mask. 
And Greg, you show you his balls. What it's it just is going to be a, well, one of the pictures I took of Greg's balls. It, no, it is in fact not going to be that. What it is going to be, though, if we reach the $50 range, we're going to do an additional. Thank God, you guys, you're killing me. I, I hate you all. You're uh, if you guys reach the, the apart, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish I had the ability to mute other people. Uh, if we reach the $50 range. These nuts. There's going to be a lot of editing here. <laughs> yeah, good thing Jimmy is the one editing. Or no editing at all. What are the uh, two? There's going to be. I was trying to keep it short. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a cat. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a cat right here. Yeah, she feed it to an alligator. Nice. Okay. 